the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's always an honor. Today is Thursday, May the 18th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On May 18, 1980, Mount St. Helens, yes, that Mount St. Helens, the volcano in Washington State, it exploded. 57 people were dead or missing as a result of that. I remember it well that um, the dust from that drifted across Washington State. My dad, I loved him, my dad got about six inches of the fallout on his roof. Fortunately, it was a one-story house that he and my mother lived in at the time. And he was out there for days trying to shovel and broom and brush all of that stuff off his roof. He was afraid it was going to cave in. And I think that was the experience of many. That was a disruptor, to say the least. Mount St. Helens, today in 1980. Today in 1652, Rhode Island became the first American colony to pass a law abolishing African slavery. I think I've read in history, though, they passed the law, but they didn't stop doing the deed. Today, in 1863, the siege of Vicksburg began during the Civil War, ending July 4 with a Union victory. Today, in 1927, in America's deadliest school attack, part of the schoolhouse in Bath Township, Michigan, was blown up with explosives planted by a local farmer. His name was Andrew Kehoe. He set off, then set off a bomb in his truck, took his own life. The attacks killed 38 children and 6 adults, including Kehoe, who had earlier killed his wife. Authorities said Kehoe, who had suffered financial difficulties, was seeking revenge for losing an election, a township clerk election. All violence isn't gun violence. It's human violence. Today, in 1933, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed a measure creating the Tennessee Valley Authority. Today, in 1981, the New York Native, it's a homosexual newspaper, they carried a story concerning rumors of a, quote, an exotic new disease among homosexuals. It was the first published report about what became known as AIDS. Today, in 1998, the U.S. government filed an antitrust case with Microsoft. They said the powerful software company had a chokehold on competitors that was denying consumers important choices about how they bought and used computers. The Justice Department and Microsoft reached a settlement in 2001. The backstory of that, and I, I won't get into it deeply this morning because we have other things to talk about, but... I remember that well, and the thought crossed my mind then, and it crosses my mind from time to time. It was the Republicans who believe in free market and so on that really came to the aid of Microsoft. Why is Bill Gates so committed to the left 
when it is the right that bails him out when he has a problem. Because the right believes in free market trade and so on, he came to Republican uh, public officials to help him bail out from what could have been devastating. The Democrats were really after Microsoft, and he's one of them. I cannot figure out why people who are successful in business want to be a Democrat. I'll never know. Unless someone listening in the audience can help me with that. I don't know. As if President Biden and his administration haven't already done enough to make life more difficult and usher in more hardships for American people, and that is a majority of people's belief, including my own, well, his band of merry muck-ups are now setting their sights on school lunches. They're toying around with a ban on chocolate milk. There's great discussion going on. Dollars spent, time spent. Yeah, chocolate milk. The same administration that called it outrageous and immoral to prevent children, to prevent children from taking life-altering hormones to prevent puberty for the purpose of transitioning are worried that milk, chocolate milk, might not be good for their health. Yeah, me too. What are they thinking? The Wall Street Journal reported the chocolate milk crisis came as a result of the Biden administration trying to revamp federal standards for school-provided lunches. And they're all concerned about your child's health if he drinks a little chocolate milk while they are mutilating bodies in a $2 billion industry in America. Transitioning. The leader of all of that? President Joe Biden. He says, I've got your back, children. You go in and take your puberty blockers and get your surgeries and be happy and free. I support you. This reminds me of the Jimmy Carter administration, except Jimmy knew what he was doing. I want to talk to you a little bit today about the... Um, Communist Party, Chinese Communist Party, but first I want to talk to you a little bit about, I want to go back and revisit COVID-19. I know none of us want to, but you need to know there's a 328-page report out uh, this week. It's detailed. I didn't read it all, but I, I, in honesty, but I spent a lot of time scanning it. I looked over it, and I think I've got all the high points. I want to take just a few minutes and talk to you about it. Marco Rubio, Senator Marco Rubio, was behind that. I mean, he led the the, the charge on this uh, with his committee, and uh, they've issued this report. It kind of confirms what most of us little people out here knew uh, just intuitively. But the 328-page report details how systemic negligence from scientists and pressure from communist the Chinese Communist Party officials left the Wuhan Institute of Virology uniquely susceptible to a lab leak. Rubio also reports that the senior Chinese Communist Party officials were well aware of what was going on. They were well aware that a serious biocontainment failure or accident at the Wuhan Institute more than a month before they disclosed it to the public 
had happened. They worked to hide that information from outside observers, this report says. Yeah, we kind of knew that. Just as Beijing was dismissing the lab leak theory of the origin on COVID-19 in international settings internally, Beijing was warning its own officials that the risk of the laboratory-acquired infections with this SARS was significant. Rubio's report is the latest evidence that the COVID-19 emerged from the Wuhan lab. Like, again, most of us kind of sense that. I mean, we listened to the news, we heard what was said, and we thought, yeah, it, I mean, a meat market? I don't think so. While public health officials early in the pandemic dismissed the lab leak theory as a conspiracy, anything that the left doesn't agree with, anything that doesn't fit the leftist ideology or narrative, as they say, it's misinformation. It's conspiracy theory. Every single time, that's the response. They marginalize anyone who has an idea that differs from their agenda. That's Saul Alinsky personified. That's cultural Marxism in its lowest point. That's what they do. They beat one into submission if you don't agree with them. And that's what we see happening here, and that's what we saw happening in this COVID-19 fiasco that was put upon America by China and then by decision-makers here in America as to how we responded to it. The, um, the, the, this report says there's a growing number of virologists and federal officials that now have concluded that the virus was man-made. I'm reading from uh, the report from Rubio and his committee. The Department of Energy and FBI have each released reports corroborating the lab leak theory, and Dr. Anthony Fauci, an early critic of the theory, said last December... That was just, he resigned effective December 30th or 30 for what at 30th, that he initially dismissed the lab leak theory. This is Fauci, they're quoting. Fauci said he initially dismissed the lab leak theory out of fear of increasing tensions with China. This is the guy who sat in front of the camera, stood in front of the camera for months on end and years, as it turned out telling us that he followed science. In fact, one one time Dr. Fauci said, and I mentioned it on this program at the time, on some TV news deals, probably CNN or whatever, he said, I am science. <laughs> he said those words. Now we find out that it wasn't about science. He said he didn't admit that it was a lab leak because he wanted to, he knew there were increasing tensions with China. So he's saying, I lied because the cause was greater than the act, and to a relativist or a so-called progressive that aren't progressive, anything goes. If you lie, it's virtue because the end justifies the means. That's exactly, and he even admits it. I mean, he says, well, I didn't, I lied because there were increasing tensions with China. And then we're following the science, he told out of the other side of his mouth. Well, that's disappointing, but not surprising. Rubio's report was compiled over two years. It's based on a large amount of information. In fact, 
um, there was a note in, in it that said that the it tells the story of China's reckless push for this biotechnology dominance and the Communist Party's fight to conceal the humiliating missteps that led to the deadliest pandemic in nearly a century. And they went to great lengths. I was impressed with the work that Rubio and these guys did because um, they even translated some Chinese dialects that were involved in messaging in this matter uh, that had never been translated into English. So um, it was quite a deal. But they did point out, and they verify all this, it's, it's well-sourced. Beijing then imposed a gag order against all scientists. Fauci was doing his thing, saying one thing, believing something else. But other scientists were wanting to speak up and say, no, this came from the lab, and and they wanted to address the issue because they saw people dying all over the world as a result of their mistake. And they were trying to do, but they were forbidden to do that. They could not share any research related to COVID-19, and some who went ahead and did so disappeared, or they got sick and died. By February 2020, Chinese scientists affiliated with the government had filed a patent for COVID-19 vaccine. Remember how often Senator Rand Paul used to ask Dr. Fauci when he was in these hearings? He would say, who's receiving royalties from these vaccines? And Fauci would say, I don't have to answer that. Rand Paul would say, Senator Rand Paul would say to Fauci, Dr. Fauci, he would say, are you receiving royalties? on these vaccines. And Fauci said, and I I saw it with my own eyes and heard it with my ears, he said, it's none of your business. And as you can imagine, Rand Paul, I don't know him personally, but I think we've all gotten to know him for the stand that he takes, thank the Lord. And Rand Paul, himself a doctor, he said, what do you mean it's not my business? I'm elected to look out for the people of America, and you're not doing it. He said, do you get royalties? And Fauci refused to respond. Obviously, to me at least, he was. The report says it's not the limits of science that constrain our understanding of the origin of SARS-CoV-2. It was the political decision to block scientists from accessing accessing the clinical and genomic data that would have allowed them to methodically reconstruct what happened. Behind it all, of course, is China's Communist Party. But if you liked Wuhan's viral research that made so many people around the world sick, more than a million died in America, wait till you hear what they're doing now with AI. You'll love it. AI's experiments are rolling big under the Chinese Communist Party's surveillance and leadership. The National Review wrote a letter, uh, wrote an article yesterday. They said we've all learned the hard way that our lives can be seriously disrupted by scientific experiments conducted in Wuhan, China, that break the rules. Well, we can. They're right. It's probably worth keeping an eye on Wuhan University researchers, the article says, who recently allowed artificial intelligence to control an Earth observation satellite, 
which led the satellite to start looking at Indian military bases, a Japanese port used by the U.S. Navy. Apparently, when Wuhan scientists watch the Terminator movies, the National Review says they root for the machines. The Chinese Communist Party efforts to develop advanced artificial intelligence are moving full speed ahead with all kinds of potentially malevolent applications. The Chinese researchers, I read the article, I read several others on this too, but the National Review was the best one. On our website, I write an article every day, as you know, many of you know, you read it. Some of you are emailing me before I'm on the air because I talk about uh, some of the things that I write about. And uh, some of you send me emails before I go on the air at live at 9 a.m. on the ACN stations. And you're commenting on what I've written. So I know I know many of our listeners are, are reading that. And many others are as well. And I'm honored and humbled by the numbers of people and where they are all over the world, really. But the Chinese Communist Party's efforts to develop this advanced artificial intelligence are moving at full speed ahead with all kinds of potentially malevolent applications. And I think that's the point is that the Chinese researchers say an artificial intelligence machine was given full control of a satellite in near-Earth orbit in a landmark experiment to test the technology's behavior in space. I think that's partially a lie, because I don't think they were trying to test the technology's behavior in space so much, probably to a degree, but what they were really doing is, once again, like the big balloons that floated over America, And our administration couldn't even, they didn't even know it. And when they found out about it and they saw pictures of this big balloon floating around our our bases, our military bases, finally they shot it down after it got out over the ocean and some of the parts of it that would have been helpful, I would assume, are at the bottom of the ocean. I don't know if that was intentional on somebody's part. I hope not. But the China Post says, quote, For 24 hours, this satellite, a small Earth observation satellite, was directed by ground-based IA without any human order or interference. The assignment, the intervention, all of this was according to what AI, artificial intelligence, wanted the satellite to do and directed it to do. This newspaper says they're independent of the Communist Party, but I doubt that. Without any human order, without any human intervention, AI, artificial intelligence, was telling this satellite of surveillance where to surveil. It's, a, it, it's, it's unbelievable. This is coming from, you guessed it, the science department at Wuhan University. Scientists said that AI picked a few places on Earth and ordered the satellite to take a closer look. The report, the article here says no explanation was given for why the technology may have selected the locations. Well, I'm not that smart, but I could probably give them a few ideas as to why it chose those places. One targeted this area of of Patna. It's an ancient city by the Ganges River in northeast India. The significance of that is that it is also the home to the, I think it's pronounced Bihar or Bihar, Uh, regiment of the Indian Army Unit. They met China's military in a deadly encounter in the Galwan Valley 
in back in 2020 over some disputed border region. You probably know that there's this ongoing uh, disaster over borders and, and all that kind of thing with India and, and its neighboring countries. Anyway, they were taking a really close look at this because one of the battles that they had was with Chinese military people. So this artificial intelligence directs this satellite to surveil this area. And um, it was a deadly encounter. Obviously, it was purposeful. And the satellite, the AI had been programmed to put a flag on that area and see it as important. The uh, There's a professor at Harvard, this Dr. Wang. He says this approach breaks existing rules in mission planning. Well, it, it probably does. But, I mean, does China, Communist Party, care? I don't think so. I mean... Again, I, I don't know. I don't talk to them, but I would assume they, they could care less. But he issued this paper, and he was all concerned that they were breaking the rules. Well, all of those kinds of despots break the rules. I mean, whether it's Hitler in more recent times or all the way back to the dawn of recorded history, they don't follow the rules. Why would we think they would? Japan broke the rules as well, and they paid a heavy price for it. But a recent Harvard University symposium concluded that China is setting itself up to be a kind of global arms dealer in a race to apply AI to government surveillance and control. The best friend of every autocratic regime on the planet. This Harvard economics professor, Wang, that I mentioned a moment ago, Dr. David Wang, he spoke about the outsized success of China's AI sector at a recent Dean's Symposium on insights gleaned from social sciences about the ascendant global power of the Communist Party. As evidence, he said a recent U.S. government ranking of companies produced the most accurate facial recognition technology. The top five companies were all Chinese companies. Autocratic governments would like to be able to predict the whereabouts, thoughts, and behaviors of citizens. Yang was telling this meeting of professors and experts on the subject. AI is fundamentally a technology for uh, prediction, he said. This creates an alignment of purpose between AI technology and autocratic rulers. This is their best friend. Last month, the Japan Times reported, and they were concerned about it. I read the entire article. They reported about how the Chinese government is seeking to develop artificial intelligence applications to meet all kinds of national security and military objectives. Japan is always uh, kind of an enemy with China. There is not a good relationship there. So the Japan Times was worrying out loud in this article that the U.S., has enjoyed superiority in military technology since the end of the Cold War. But this edge is being rapidly eroded by its main rival, China, which seems determined to become a global leader in technologies such as artificial intelligence and machine learning, or ML. So when you see the letters AI and ML, that has to do with artificial intelligence and machine learning. They say in the time, Japan Times, they say that could potentially revolutionize warfare. Well, our people here in America are saying the same thing, but we're asleep at the switch. 
We don't have good leadership in America. And I'm, this isn't about Republicans and Democrats. It's about the future of our country. We simply do not have good leadership, as I said earlier. And I mean, it, it, it makes the point. They're having these meetings over chocolate milk. It wasn't just someone saying, well, maybe we should. It, it was a big discussion. It was an energized discussion over whether we should have chocolate milk in school while the world is going to hell. It's on fire. And they're arguing with one another and probably some of their supporters or lack of supporters over chocolate milk. Well, they're mutilating our children's bodies over the idea, this nonsense, this demonic idea of transitioning little kids who are a little confused whether they're a boy or a girl after sitting in a classroom listening to some adult barrage their mind with stuff they that they can't even imagine. So while they're worried about chocolate milk hurting our kids, all this other stuff is going on. And sometimes, as with the case of the balloon from China, they don't even know. And when they're told and they show someone shows them a picture, hey, look at this big balloon floating around our air bases and our military bases here in America. They go, oh, yeah. No big problem. It's just a weather balloon. No, it isn't, uh, Mr. President. It's not a weather balloon. What should we as Christians do when we see these things coming to pass? It was the last letter that Paul would ever write before he gave his life for the gospel of Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy Verse 1 says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, meaning without restraint, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady minded, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, and they will have a, Paul wrote in verse 5, they will have a form of godliness, but they will deny the power thereof. And then he says, from such turn away. It isn't, the importance is turning away, but more importantly, turning away to what? We live in a time when we have got to turn our attention on the Lord and God's word. Paul defines these people in verse 7 as ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. He says, so do these also resist truth. In verse 8, men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs was also speaking of Moses. He's, and, and he writes, yea, and all, the, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. I don't like to read that, but it's true. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. But Jesus told us, he said, when you see these things begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. He said, let not your heart be troubled. The Bible says, work for the night cometh when no man shall work. Don't be troubled. 
God is in control. We live in the hope of Jesus Christ and eternity. And on this earth, we are giving the task as working for the night cometh when no man shall work. Don't let your heart fail. Stand true. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.